because of we our listeners are probably battling kids that are seeing somebody with abs that looks like a really good athlete and they're like oh i want to look like so and so like you know what i mean like just speak to that so my my era is the 80s and 90s so a little bit more of those guys were a lot more athletic even the power lifters were a lot more athletic in that era you know we ran sprints we jumped as power lifters and everything else so it, the bodybuilding now i i don't think it unless you're trying to get a kid to put some weight on you could use you can use you know a few little things from it but you're not going to squat you know eights and 15s you know you're not going to put them on a hack squat uh you know that kind of stuff i'm not putting them on a leg we'll do leg curls some um maybe seated leg curls with a band to warm the hamstrings up but i'm uh I really don't think that that it equates as as well as as people want it to anymore. Um, just like I don't think that some of the power lifts, uh, power that's my sport. That's a sport I love. Um, I don't think that a lot of the power lifts equate to it. Who the who, who wants to put their legs that damn wide and think that it's going to help a football player? You know. Please say that again. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it, it's impressive. I'm not going to say that it's not impressive, but. The legs are that wide. It's, that's not a stance. The last time I looked at somebody, you know, and I do box squats to protect my knees, and, and it helps me on some things, and I do regular squats, but if you're, you're sitting back so far trying to sit on that box, the last time I looked at somebody look, you know, in that position, they were getting about to get trucked over. You know, somebody was running them over and, you know, rubbing their balls on their, on their forehead while, while they're going past. Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. Well, it just, if you, you know, box squat's great. with your little feet a little bit narrower, everything else. I just don't, you know, use the, use the wider squat, develop the hips, develop the groin, that kind of stuff. But I just don't think that that heavy load and sometimes... Guys, just a little too much over here, and, and they're just there's not enough in the middle of the road. You know, using other tools, using other things. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like guys are like, well, this is what I do. I had a, I had a really good uh, guy that I knew um, when he was at U of H, competitive powerlifter. We competed on, on Team Titan together, but he didn't use the powerlifts when he trained the football players. He used you know power cleans, some deadlifts but more of a clean pole, the hips a little bit higher position, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, it, to me, like, I will, pull, I will pull some things away. Like, I like the low bar squat, especially for my big guys. Um, I, think that the, I think the low bar squat puts them in a better position. It gets a little bit more of that hip and, hip and ass. Right. And it's a better position. Now, you also got a guy that's big and thick, and he's got some big ass traps. I got that bar only on the traps, and I don't have contact with the shoulder. So that bar flip, you know, moving around, you end up with some shoulder and bicep issues too. So, and then when guys started coming out with like um, the ox bar from Sornex, the Buffalo bar that um, Iron Mine came out with a long time ago, and some of the other curved bars, you know, that kind of sits nice in that groove back there. Get your hands out a little bit forward, so you're not really pinning back, and you're not taking a chance to getting that. Uh, Tendonitis that oh, every power lifter gets at a brachialis um, from the bar slipping around on them. Yep. So, and you can do that and then, you know, come back to a high bar. I think sometimes, though, guys get a little too much with, uh, 
with all the uh, cat scratch me <laughs> with all the uh, with all the different bars and, and they get away and you lose. You can. So I had a shoulder injury and I was using the safety squat bar and the ox bar a little too much. While I was trying to rehab it, when I started coming back, I had lost quite a bit of mobility and had to fight for it again to get back underneath the bar. And that mobility also affected, I knew, I knew it was happening when I was struggling to shave the back of my fat roll, you know, on the back of my head. <laughs> you know, that's where I knew I was losing some of that mobility that I wanted and I needed to keep. So, you know, like I said, I started using that. Shoot, I've been using strongman, strongman stuff since the early 90s. Speak to that because I feel and, like that's an area that, yeah. Well, and I met with Terry Todd in 97, and um, we talked, and he told me that, you know, he kind of gave me some parameters for, for, for the strongman stuff. You know, farmers walk implements. If they're long, you're going to tear somebody's bicep. If they're long like we compete with and, and strongman, because when you start running or start going too fast, that, that, that thing's going to start drifting out. It doesn't drift forward. It drifts out. So once it starts drifting out, you start externally rotating, that bicep's in a real bad spot. Once it starts, unless you drop it, you're not going to stop it. You're not going to pull it back in. Okay. So you'll end, up, you'll end up hurting the bicep. So we'll use shorter implements, pinch grips, you know, towels and, and um, kettlebells, kettlebells, one kettlebell, you know, um, instead of, you know, instead of a double load, just single load, um, tires, making sure that the tire is heavy, but not too heavy, heavy enough that it can get over. But if you make it too heavy where they're having to drive their knee and every, and use everything else, it's going to be too heavy. You're going to get hurt. You know, just gave me parameters to look at and, and, and things to look at, to see. And it really helped me a lot. So, and then I've used them as, as a conditioning, as a conditioning effect as well. So I started doing conditioning work with them. Um, and I talked to my buddy, Especially Evan, who, guys, right? huh? Especially I had, big guys. I had my backs doing it too in rugby with Nola gold. When I was down there, the backs loved it. I just, you know, used a different weight for them. I, they picked their weight. And then, so I'll tell you, I talked to Evan, Evan and I, we both do the same kind of ideas with the, uh, the conditioning and, and how to pick it. So, I would have the, uh, the guys go out and they would go, oh, what was one of them? One of them was, we didn't have like the ski ergometers, so we used a rope, like the battle ring ropes. So they had, you know, like 30, 30 they had to slam in. They walked over, there was a, a, uh, one of the yoke walks, and it's nice and fat, it's got a towel on it, so it's a little more padded for a zercher carry. And the weight's down low, so it's not gonna be swinging around, so they're not gonna get hurt, when they start, especially when they start fatiguing. So they pick it up, you know, they go 30 meters or 20 meters. They get down there. So there's two hard exercises. You, you got to back them off a little bit and almost recover, but you're trying to get their heart rate up too. So it would be like, it was, I think it was like 20 kettlebell swings, 15 goblet squats, you know, 10 dips, five pull-ups. And then it went to, then it went to a tire. Sometimes I'd let them flip the tire. Other times I was an ass, according to them. And uh, you would jump, jump on the tire, jump in the tire, jump on the tire, flip the tire, jump in the tire, jump on the tire, jump over, flip the tire. Five times. That sounds like being an ass. Oh, I was an ass. I love it. So, and then I'd have them do something else. And then we would come, you know, we'd come back and it was like, all right, how many times can you get through in 30 minutes? So you take your rest where you want. 
push yourself. How many times? And this was in this was in New Orleans in June. It was hot. It was humid. And these guys were killing themselves. They loved it. It was challenging to them. You know, and they could go at their pace and their heart rates got up and they got we got work. And then right after that, the uh, the big guys from the front row, we'd all go eat all you can eat sushi. And then pass out from too much rice and shit in the back of my truck. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, Evan does that a lot with his guys. I still do that a lot. I still do a lot in my own training. I'll do that at least twice a week. I'll come up with some kind of circuit using the strongman. And it's good for my heart. It keeps me up. I, you know, I'm not going to run. It just, be, it just beats up my knees and everything else too much. Um, Why is I need that something to do- that you see so much with basketball in the basketball population. Like that's something that basketball coaches are like doing. Uh, at least they're showing it off in social media nowadays that they do it on Fridays. Like why? What's that? The uh... strong like they almost call it like strongman Friday. Oh, like uh, uh, Allen and them, um, for Allen Bishop from uh, U of H, and if a few like other guys. Him, but like you know, uh, Benetti at South Carolina women. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Like, it's. Like people are, I think, uh, I think Chapman's doing it at Stanford because he was doing it at Towson. Like, it just seems like that's something where is that coming from the head coach? You think, or do you think it's coming from the head football, uh, head basketball strength coach? It's got to come from the head, the basketball strength coach. They gotta, they have to do that. They gotta be wanting to do that and add that in. I think it's great. I mean, I really do. I've had Spurs players do it that wanted to. Um, Sean Elliott loved to do stuff like that. It uh, was a sad. Yeah, he was. Um, I trained him when he came back from his uh, kidney transplant, became the first professional athlete to come back. I was the one that I trained him. That. Sean's that. the one that introduced me to kettlebells. Really? Yep. Sean loved kettlebells. He's the one that introduced me to kettlebells. Oh, yeah, I trained, I trained him for that. That's why I put that one video up where he was making fun of me on my uh, social media. Do you see that? I was, I was sitting behind the bench, and he was doing the telecast with Joel Myers, who's got a great voice. Um, I sit behind the bench, chewing on my fingernail. I didn't know TV was on me, and Sean, it's on my social media. It's like, Big Ed! He's like, there's, my, there's our assistant strength conditioning coach looking for more protein in his diet. It's like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> then he calls me a matzo ball. <laughs> like... They, you know, then they go, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the stuff that we're doing. And then, uh, and, and that it was like, the, during the video, 